Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Welcome again to Set for Life Radio. Today I have with me Cam, can I say your, how much of your name do you want me to tell people? Feel free to share it all. Okay, Cam Marvel. <laughs> Cam Marvel is with me here today. And Cam, you and I went to school together. Yep. How Alvin, far back? Uh, well, that was uh, early 80s, Alvin Primary. Uh, that would have been actually almost the late 70s, Ray, I think. Way uh, back. Yeah. Way back. I bumped into Cam recently, a few years ago, at a coffee shop. And we just started talking about things. And Cam is a believer in Messiah Jesus as well. And sometimes, you know, when you talk to people, uh, you get to hearing little echoes of the gospel in their what they're saying. Like, Cam, you and I were talking about basketball yep. the other day, and I was kind of, what was I doing? I was typing or something. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know if you thought I was paying attention to you or not. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you were taking notes, and I said, my story's not that compelling. But uh, you know what? You're listening, and anyone that knows me knows I have no problem sharing my thoughts. Okay, so as he was sharing his thoughts, I was just typing away, and I had I thought, hey, tell him you're taking notes. So I said, Cam, I'm taking notes, and because I wanted to, I said, hey, this makes a good podcast, and so I'm going to pray first before we go into this, because all of my listeners out there, you know, you always start with prayer before you do anything. Always consult with the Lord, and everything always goes better. Amen. Father, we thank you for this program here. It's yours, Lord God. It's not mine, uh, or else I'd slap my name on it, but it's not. So thank you, Lord God, for being here. And I, I pray that our listeners today hear and understand what we're trying to convey, and just do your work, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Cam, you used to coach basketball, correct? A little league? Yep. So, um, 25 years. I recently retired from that. Uh, my, I was working at Alvin Community College, and a friend that worked at the college said that she knew I played basketball in the evenings at the college. There's a youth league that the ACC used to run. She said, you'd be great. You know, you've got a great personality. Go, go work with the kids. Well, I hadn't done anything with the kids before, and so I jumped in, and lo and behold, uh, I, I turned it into a, a, a life. I, I coached a Started coaching basketball, then I coached soccer, I coached t-ball, flag football, so had a, had a great run. Well, 25 years, I guess it would be a life. Yeah. What age group is this? So I started working with third and fourth grade kids back in 1996. Uh, oh, really yeah, and I coached everywhere from three-year-olds to uh, high school kids. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm just trying to think what it's like trying to herd cats. I mean, little kids at that age, that's got to be one son-of-a-gun challenge. Honestly, the, the last coaching job I did, I was asked to co-help a, a neighbor's child. Uh, she was in first grade coaching, uh, and she was playing soccer for the YMCA. And I'd, I'd coached all the way up through junior high, and I was consistently coaching junior high. So I was used to a regimented group of kids who were focused on a goal. And then I went back there, and I was humbled. And I actually, it was one of the greatest experiences because it wasn't just hurting cats when I realized the love, the joy these kids shared with with everybody and they just they 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 just wanted to pour it on me as well. It, oh wow! It, it was amazing. 
That's a nice leadership aspect. Okay, my first reaction was hurting cats. That's kind of a <laughs> negative view of children, okay? But you said there's love in it, and yeah. that made it all work. And I, I guess I'm trying to relate to you as a pastor. I I, I won't call them kids. Uh, they're grown-ups, but we're God's children. But in the sense that uh, the people that I pastor, they come from all different parts of the spectrum. They're all running 10 different ways because they have different lives. Mm-hmm. But in the body of Christ, we have love for one another, and man, that just makes it work. And Amen. that's a life. I, I enjoy it. So, okay, I was talking to you the other day. I was playing bass. I've been learning bass guitar for maybe not even the last, not even a year yet. And my friend Byron that has taught me, he taught me how to find the, the C note and the, the A note and the B and go to D or F, F sharp, whatever. And he, he, we had a song where I had to go from A to C. I had to go A to C. <laughs> and so what I decided to do is I thought, well, let me push it a little past just A, C. Let me go A, B, C. <laughs> so we were playing a song the other day in, at the church, and Byron was to my side. He's playing the acoustic, and here comes that A to C. And instead of going A, C, I went A, B, C. And I saw Byron's head twitch. Like, what did you just do, you know? (laughs) And so after we got done playing, he goes, hey, I heard that. I heard that. You went, you didn't just do A to C, you went A, B, C. You did more than what I taught you. Mm -hmm. He goes, good for you. It's like now you're becoming a musician. Now you're starting to use fundamentals that I showed you and you're taking it past that. And so, Cam, you and I, we were talking about basketball and you were telling me something about you wanted basketball players to carry their skills past the fundamentals that you gave them. Can you tell me about how that works? Sure. You, you gave them fundamentals, and here's how to play the game, but they're not supposed to just stay there, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you my coaching philosophy. I always believed when I was coaching basketball, and I, I was far from anywhere close to the best, was that, that basketball, I broke it down into three phases. First of all, you had the physical athleticism. Second of all, you had the individual skills needed to play the game. And the third thing was you need to know how to play the game as a team. And so within, the, within the, the scope of a practice, an hour, hour and a half was typically a practice, we would try to touch on all three of those areas, the athleticism, you know, the individual skill, and then the, 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 the team play. But what I always told the kids was, I can only do so much here. If I've got you a couple of, or maybe three times a week, maybe even a weekend practice, I can only get you so far if this is all that you're going to do. The key piece was whatever we do here, you need to practice outside. You need to go out there and and you need to work on those skills, whatever I'm teaching. That means if we're running laps here and we're running a, you know, a, a five or six laps in the course of a few minutes here in a practice, well, then you should be doing that outside. If we're practicing those individual skills of shooting free throws or running a layup or, you know, maybe pivoting, you need to be practicing those on your own at home or with somebody else. And then you need to be picking up, you know, playing pickup games and with other folks there. So, and and one of the things I, I, I recognized was as as I grew from the third and fourth graders into all the high school kids was there was a, a lot of variables that were coming into play. The kids, I was really good at understanding their developmental phases, and I understood what a, a third grade basketball player could do, and what a fourth grade and a fifth grade and a sixth grade. And then we had what we call our stretch goals. We'd say, "Is okay? Here's what you can do." But here's what an advanced third or fourth grader can do. And when you move to the next level, here's some of the actions you can do. So I challenged some of the kids. You know, one of the drills I loved running, I had a, had a great uh, coach that I got to join um, late in my career who was, who was really focused, really advanced. And his thought was, we're going to teach the kids to go out there and make up their own moves, is to go build their own individual skills. Kind of like my A, B to C. Absolutely. Kind of similar thing. And, and, and 
you've heard music before, so I would assume that you you said, okay, it was a logical step for you. You must have heard it, seen it, and then you thought about it and you practiced it. And it was the same thing as these kids are watching NBA or college basketball or they're playing video games or they're in the park and they see older kids doing these things. They want to emulate them. So we started putting chairs in the middle of the floor. It would say, is okay, you've got to run down and you've got to dribble as fast as you can. You've got to make a move, be it a you know, behind the back or a crossover or, 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 you know, dribble through your legs, but to try to get that skill to make the the opponent miss. And so we, we kind of guided them through that process. And it was amazing because the kids would get passion for that. They would, they would take it on their own. And then you'd start seeing the kids who really cared. And they said, man, I'm, I'm working on new moves every time. And every time we'd run the drill, they'd show me something new and they were excited. They'd come back and say, wow, look, look at this. And, and, Cause and they had like, success with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they enjoyed the success. What you're doing with these kids is discipling them. You're telling them, hey, here's something you, you do. I'll show you how to do it. And then now do what I do. Now develop it. And uh, I just was taking notes again on you. While you, you probably saw me. Uh, uh, you know, something that, uh, okay, you got to carry it past the fundamentals. Because if you just stick to the fundamentals, what's going to happen at the next game? Yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah. Why? Because the other team is pushing it past the fundamentals, right? Yeah. So your own team, you, they need to push past the fundamentals. Now, I like what you said about you've got to learn within the team. Mm-hmm. Now, what if, okay, Cam, what if you taught me basketball and said, here's how we play and I play, but then I leave and I'm just going to go do my own thing alone. Am, am I going to... There's no team in that. What, what's the what's the deal? I mean, well, the thing is, basketball is a team sport. It so is a team sport. It, I mean, you can go play one on one at a park if that's what you want to do. But if you're going to be serious about it, you've got to continuously play the game because there are those three phases: the athleticism, the individual skill, and then the team play. You can't grow if you're going in one area but not the other. You're really not helping the team together. And 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 you and you've got to ask yourself. And and the thing is, it's about surrounding your, yourself with people. Who have a common goal? Amen, who, yeah. who are working towards that that common goal? It's winning doesn't have to mean winning on the scoreboard. You know, growing as a team. There's growth in the journey as well. Right. May, you're, it's not about because if you you I'll just give an example. We had a group of boys that third and fourth grade. We lost every single game. I was the worst coach in the league. I'm not going to lie. We I was trying things and and finally the last game of our fourth grade year we tied the best team in the league after wow. losing every game. It was the first time we didn't lose, and we celebrated like it was the biggest victory. The, wow. the next year when they got into fifth grade, we won every single game and won the championship. It, wow. They stuck together, and we believed in it. We grew together. Nice. But it was about me growing as well as a coach, but it was about them, and it was about that leveling up. And, and it wasn't our last game of the year to go undefeated and win the championship. It came down to our best player making two free throws with zero seconds on the clock. He had put in the time. He had done the work. He owned his own growth. And 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 Chris, I'll just leave his first name in there. He, uh, he made two free throws to win the game. And, wow! And it, it was it, it was a payoff. But at the end of the day, his journey wasn't over in basketball at fifth grade. He was he played through junior high. He played in high school. And yeah. it's it's that thing is so you've got to keep surrounding yourself with those folks and continuously yeah. growing. It's not just basketball. Then at this point, he's going to take those skills and apply them in other in his career. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, something I like you said, and, and Christians out there, I want you to hear me. He said, play within a team. You grow in a team. You know, the, I'm going to skip down to a verse that I had planned to talk about much later, but I'm going to say it now because it fits. Uh, friends, I want you all to hear Hebrews 10, 24. It says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, which means building each other up. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, which means when Christ comes, 
the Bible, friends, the Bible actually tells us that we're supposed to assemble. We're supposed to meet together. Because like, like Cam just put in the context of a team, you're not going to grow outside of a team. You can come to the church, hear some good things maybe, or I've heard people say that uh, they just listen to the radio. That's my church, they say. That's not church. That's not part of a team. You're sitting in your car by yourself. You're not around teammates, so to speak, Christian teammates, because teammates will push you, not just the coach, but also the teammates will push you to do better. It's a, I call it a healthy uh, competition within your own team. You're not going to grow outside of the team. So I, I'm trying to address the people. Thank God you come across this podcast or radio show, however you're hearing it. And you're thinking, well, I don't need to be a Christian. Uh, or you're thinking, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. That is so wrong. First off, the Bible says you need to be in the assembly. It says do not forsake the assembling together. And there's a point for that. Why would God tell us that we need to meet with other believers, such as being in the team, so to speak, because it's going to put you in a journey that you can't go through by yourself. So you need that journey with other people. Now, another another thing you said, Cam, that I really liked, uh, okay. a key piece that you said is you need to practice on your own. You need to do some of your own practice. <laughs> and, you know, Cam, I try to I talk to some people and I try to nail it in the sermons about going outside of the church walls and applying what they're learning so that you, you can't just come here and hear me as the pastor. You can't just come here and hear me discussing biblical things and then not go home and do it. You have to apply it. You, the things you pick up in the team, in the assembly of, the, of God's uh, church. Then you have to go do it. You have to because you got a whole week. You got six days till you come back Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Cam, what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, Ray, I'm going to piggyback on what you said because you on. said a few years ago. I remember. I never forget the day that we reconnected. Um, it was a, it was a coffee shop. Now the coffee shop is called 1820. I don't know if I'm allowed to make a plug for them. Uh, hey, or not. I'm drinking some of their I, coffee right now. Amen. Amen. It is it is a place. Um, it is an amazing place, is what I'll say. It's based on Matthew eighteen twenty. And we're two. That's what I got. For, I'm sorry if that was going to be your that, verse. That was, that was my. Yep, I said for where two or three have gathered uh, together in my name, I am there in their midst. And and I say that that's the biblical, and it's connected to what you just shared. The phrase from the the the, the scripture from from Hebrew there is that I, I remember meeting you there, and then it fostered me getting connected to a group of 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 community members where we're practicing. And, and it, it basically inspired, it drove me to say uh, uh, faith. I leveled up is what I'll say. I, I, I went from an elementary, you know, school kid to, I always say this to at least to a junior high, junior kid. high now, <laughs> you know, I said, I always tell the, the guys and the, uh, and the ladies in the, um, in, in the Bible study group, I said, when I started here, I think I was in kindergarten. I said, I think I made it to second grade already. Oh, you've moving and up. I'm moving up. And wow. I said, I love it because we're, we have that shared walk together, you know, in my, the team, in the team, in, in the and assembly. Our, amen. And uh, my brothers and my sisters, when I need something, if I'm struggling, I can feel the prayer I know. And it's amazing sometimes that having those relationships outside of just in, in a church setting, they somehow God moves them sometimes to just send a text or a call or a Facebook message to me that I needed to hear, and it inspires new communication, and I dig deeper into the Word. And, and I think that's what we, we say is, and that's where I look at, you know, if you're going to play in a basketball team, get together with some of the kids outside and, and practice and have your little pickup games. It's kind of like a Bible study, you know, or, or you know, maybe yeah. a men's group, you know, or a, a women's group or something like that, or even even a service opportunity kind of thing that, that you expand upon that, what you're doing in, in the actual church, that one hour a week or two hours, whatever that is. 
And then you say, okay, what more? You know, what more can I do? You know, coming to church on Sunday, that's the huddle. Yeah. That's just the huddle. When the ball snaps, that's, and, and you, you hit the field saying football terms, that's the rest of your week. The Sunday, it, it, that's just the huddle. That's yeah. just talking about what you're going to do. <laughs> that, then you need to get out there and go do it. And, you know, I love this. You know, like you said, you got with some other guys, you got in a team of believers and they pushed you and you, you're graduating up. And there's a lot of people that are friends. I know some of you out there, you're very frustrated with life and you don't know where, where where's, I just can't catch a break. I, I'm looking for peace. You need to get plugged into the body of Christ. Get on the team. Get on there with some other people that will help push you. Healthy competition. They'll push you and they'll disciple you and say, here, try this move or try this, try this uh, sports play or try this faith action and graduate you up. And then you will start conquering the uh, hindrances that are in front of you that you don't know how to get past. A lot of it, you can say you're Christian. I'm not going to doubt that. But you may have said, yes, I gave my life to Christ. But if you did give your life to Christ, then you should be obeying his word and get on the team, get in the church. Then watch what happens is a whole lot more is going to come down from that, too. Um, you know, I just read you Hebrews 10. Uh, for those of you out there, you're, well, I don't know, churches, I don't like organized religion. Hey, somebody else fed you that excuse. Listen to what God's word says, okay? I gave you Hebrews 10. It says we need to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But I want to show you James one twenty two. It says be actual doers of the word and not just hearers only. Otherwise, you deceive yourself. Now, Cam, if you told a kid and the basketball team, okay, here's the kind of move I want you to do, and mm-hmm. he hears you, but he doesn't do it, mm-hmm. what's going to happen on that game? Well, he's going to let his team down, first of all. He's, let he, the team down. And, and, and our chance of victory has went way down. For everybody. Everybody. So, okay, that's one side of the coin. Let's flip it over. Mm-hmm. If he does hear what you say and does it, then what does it do for the team? Increases our chance of success, and it, what it does is it also it emulates the rest of the team sees. He's fitting within the system. He's taking the actions that he was taught, which motivates them to do the same thing too. Wow. I, friends, listen to this. He he just said, if you do God's word, you get in the team, it's not just going to benefit you. It's going to benefit lots of people. You know, Cam, everybody wants to feel like they have something to contribute. Like, I've got something to give. But a lot of people, they're sitting at home thinking, I'm nothing. I'm worthless. They're contemplating... Uh, Suicide. They're contemplating all the depressive uh, depression things they're going through. I'm not worth anything. Gosh, part of my line of my radio show is you are not worthless. You are priceless. Amen. And I'm always trying to tell people that. Well, I don't know what I can do. I don't have anything. Guys, friends, I'm telling you, plug into the body of Christ. I guarantee you, friend, you're listening to me right now. I promise you, you have gifts and skills that people in the church don't have. You are unique. God enabled you with certain things you can do that nobody else can do. If you walk into my church here in Alvin, Texas, I promise you, you've got gifts and, and uh, giftings in you and skills that I don't have. And when you bring that into the body of Christ, when you bring that into the team, it benefits everybody. And then everybody can share in the victory together. Wow, Cam, look where this podcast is going. I, 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 I got to be honest great. with you, Ray. I, I think about that because you just gave me a tour of your church when I got here. And we were talking about, because I've been in different situations where I had to do the same thing, where you weren't necessarily an expert at uh, at, at podcasting or um, sound, no, soundproofing the first rooms thing or about it. video setup and all these things. And so you forced yourself to do those types of things. How amazing would it be if there's a, that person out there who's a, a maybe a new believer, somebody walks into the church 
and you share with them, guys, I need someone to help me do X, Y, and Z. And maybe they felt like, maybe they're not somebody who, who knows the word very well or who can talk to people very well, but man, could they could be behind the scenes running some stuff and, you know, running some of the electronics for you or even painting or cleaning or some of these oh, nature. I've had people doing that right now. Yeah. And, 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 and those are the gifts. When we start looking about those gifts is you can cross that line, you know, walk through the door and say, you've got something to give. You do have something to give. You know, friends, I'll tell you too. You don't know, have to know a uh, hundred and one different uh, scriptures to be a Christian. You don't have to know five scriptures to witness to somebody and for them to get saved. You just need to try something. Yeah. You just need to know one. Just take one step and begin. Don't be afraid of walking into a church and going, "Oh my gosh, everybody's going to be so much better than me." So I just won't even go. <laughs> Do you ever have kids that feel like that about basketball I, joining I, the team? Absolutely. And I don't know anything. I. I it was amazing because so many years I coached, and, and actually one of my my brother in law and I coached a team for um, uh, upward basketball uh, the, through Heights Baptist Church. Um, the last couple of years we were coaching and whatnot, and we had a couple of those kids who. The most amazing thing was when I watched the superstar basketball kid who's in fifth grade who's been playing and scoring buckets, and his dad's telling me this kid drops in twenty points every year. Guess what? He's going to do that again. It doesn't mean anything to him. But when I get that kid. That knows nothing. Who's nothing. Oh, who, wow. who may have a disability. We had, we had a child with a disability. Oh, nice. And for him, he made two baskets in oh, one game. Nice. And the fans erupted. And the celebration, it reminds me of the story of the one. You know, and, it, yeah. and you know when you get that one back, when you lose that one lamb and, 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 and you get him back. And, and, and I just say. Good that, parallel. A, a, amen. I'll tell you, that was, I always said that my greatest successes were not winning the games. It was watching the growth in those kids. And. Remembering awesome. how much joy they would get from something that somebody else would perceive as not that big of a deal. If it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal. You know, it that just takes me places now. I I can I can I'm thinking in my past of being a pastor. I got couples coming to church or singles come in, and maybe before their life was miserable, they didn't know what to do, but now they have a sense of purpose. Yeah, that's that's an advancement. That's a victory. I've seen couples come in that one day they finally told me, you know, Ray, before we started coming here and hearing the word of God, we were thinking about divorcing and now we're not. I mean, that's a big eruption victory right there too. I love those things. You know, I mean, we're still in a small church and (laughs) I'm not in the big ginormous church and that's not my goal, but my goal is how am I, how are the people doing? How are my team players doing? And friends, if you like the sound of this, you're thinking, man, that sounds really cool. I advise you, wherever you're at, find a local Bible-teaching, Jesus-believing church and get in. Don't be afraid. Well, I'm not as Christian as them. I don't know. as. Hey, jump in there. The pastor's the coach. They'll bring you in, and you'd be amazed what will happen because you've got to learn how to develop moves, develop (laughs) moves. So I'm going to my next phase here. Okay. You had talked about you want them to develop moves to get around an an opponent. Yes. Develop that move. You can. Okay. So you teach them the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Here's the fundamentals of basketball. Okay. I know, you know, the ball goes through the hoop and you got to dribble when you move and all that kind of stuff. I got called 10 seconds one time. I think that's a thing when you stand and you don't move. If you have it. Yeah. Okay. I learned the hard way. Uh, You learn these fundamentals. But Cam, you expect your kids to do more than the fundamentals. Like just me, like me, when I was going from note A to C, I went A, B, C. And even my teacher looked at me and goes, whoa, I heard that. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.